Have you ever been in a heated situation? I know I have. Maybe you found yourself wondering what you could have done differently to respond to that difficult situation. Or perhaps after the fact, you were thinking of different ways that you could have handled it. Maybe you could have de-escalated the situation instead of, well, whatever it was that happened. Well, my friends, today we are going to talk about when to de-escalate and when to stand your ground. Welcome to another episode of the All Around Growth Podcast. This is episode number 116. And for those of you who are new to the show, the All Around Growth Podcast is a show that gives us the insight and tools to build the life and homestead of our dreams. My name is Rob Kaiser and I am your host. Today is Thursday, March 11th, 2021. And as usual, I am coming to you live. Well, live right now, but previously recorded on the morning of this Thursday from the cab of my 1997 Dodge truck. It's not pretty and it's not new, but it's paid off and it's mine. Anyways, the title of today's show is The Art of De-Escalation. And before we talk about why we are talking about this today, I would like to make a warning of language that will likely be contained in this episode. If you are listening to this on a loudspeaker or through speakers and or around children, please be advised that I may get heated at certain points during today's episode and there may be more bad language than is typical in an episode of the All Around Growth Podcast. So consider yourself warned. Now, why are we talking about de-escalation and standing ground? Well, we received some audience feedback about this topic recently. Excuse me. Actually, it was yesterday. And without providing too much detail, I'm not sure if this individual wants to be named, but here is the backstory. Now, where they work, the hours are getting cut. Typical workplace scenario, hours of employees are getting cut for whatever reason, and the individual that reached out to me told me that he made a comment to some other people there at the workplace about someone whose hours didn't get cut. And the comment went something along the lines of, I wonder whose dick he's sucking to not get his time cut. Now, many of you may be thinking that that's not really an appropriate comment. And I'm not going to sit here and disagree with you on that, but I also want to provide a little bit of context regarding 
the type of workplace and that comment. Uh, that particular comment was made in the particular workplace in which it was made was in a warehouse or factory type environment full of blue collar workers, including, I suspect, many of the people in management for many of the people in management are likely people that have been there working the floor for years. Myself, I have spent over 20 years in the green industry and that also included working on commercial construction sites, uh, like for example, doing irrigation at Invesco Field 20 years ago when that was being built. Um, when you are working in construction or working on a tree farm or working in a factory or a warehouse, it is an environment that oftentimes requires thick skin and you just, you got to have it. It's just, uh, what I'm saying is that that type of environment and that type of locker room talk is pretty common and it's pretty standard. And from what I understand, the individual in question who didn't have his time cut has also said similar things in the past because of the fact that this is common and it is the nature of the environment in which we work. So, you know, for those of you who find this kind of locker room talk offensive and you're trying to proceed with work in these environments, my my uh, my suggestion to you is if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. This is not the environment for you. All right. It, it, it's the nature of working in this type of environment. It's also the nature of team sports. And the fact of the matter is there's just a lot of ball busting that goes on. And this type of ball busting and these types of wisecracks are generally acceptable provided it is within your own circles. Now, if there's someone from an outside environment or someone from another team, for example, and they come in to where you are and your team is and they start busting balls, that doesn't really work. It's a dynamic that's hard to understand for many people unless you've actually been involved in that type of environment directly. And if you don't understand what I'm talking about, it's likely because you never worked in these environments yourself or you don't understand it because you're a thin-skinned pussy that's a bit too sensitive and delicate to understand what I'm talking about and frame it in the context that is relevant to the situation that I'm talking about. So, if that's you, this episode probably isn't for you. And I would recommend that you turn it off. Now, if you're still listening, this episode probably is for you. And even though it's on the art of de-escalation, some of the verbiage that I use may be a little harsh. 
But let's get back to the individual who didn't get his time cut. The proverbial dick sucker. Now, this gentleman, in his defense, had the uh, had the balls to confront our audience member and discuss it with him. And this is an indicator to me that everything I'm talking about is contextually accurate because of the fact that this is what we do at the workplace. Now, our audience member didn't deny what he said, and he also didn't feel bad that he said it. Furthermore, he mentioned that it was just his response in the moment of seeing more time being cut. And kind of busting balls about who did and who didn't get their time cut. And after confronting him, this guy said, all right, now fair enough, I get it. And it looks like that was the end of that. Now, all of this may seem as a bit degrading, and I say that with big air quotes, and I'm not going to get into the fact that this is inappropriate or whatever. I've, 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 I've covered that. But how could this have been avoided? How could we have avoided the confrontation? And how could we have... How could all of this been avoided? Because, you know, sometimes we're surrounded by people who just who can't deal with the honesty and can't deal with the ball busting and just can't deal with much of anything for whatever reason. And I feel like this day and age that we live in now, in the year 2021, we're surrounded by more and more people who are more and more delicate that need more and more handling with kid gloves because they haven't been raised in an environment like I was, which allowed me to understand what was ball busting and what was not and how to handle it like a big boy without getting my feelings hurt and ultimately how to deal with my hurt feelings, right? So I linked, after all of this is, all of this is interesting because shortly after this dialogue took place, I found myself doing something on Facebook, all right? And there was this weird, like Facebook is weird now. It's It's got this thing that you watch these videos on. And if you're not careful, you can get sucked into this in a bad way. And that's kind of what happened yesterday. I think I was doing something at lunch and then all of a sudden I'm watching this clip of an older movie. I'd seen it before, but I couldn't really recognize it. But it had Keanu Reeves in it. And he comes up driving a crappy old pickup truck. And he's greeted by a bunch of other guys that say, Hey, what's up, scab? And all of a sudden I realize it's the replacements. And it is the football team who has the the scab replacements come in and play because they're on strike or whatever. And he gets out and greets them and 
you know, all the good old boys, the football players, they tip over his truck and the initials, I've linked to this in the show notes so you can watch it because the reason I bring it up is because the, the character that Keanu Reeves plays demonstrates an awesome way of avoiding confrontation by simply walking away. And this particular clip, you should be able to watch it even if you're not on Facebook um, and you don't use Facebook. And if you don't, I understand why. But this particular clip is kind of a compilation of scenes from that movie. And it's just a fun little clip. So check it out. Later, there's another clip where these big offensive linemen come up and they kind of come to Keanu Reeves' defense and they they stand up for him and they tell him to stand the car back up and whatever. Watch it, check it out. Now, the point is that we oftentimes don't have big offensive linemen to stand up for us and we've got to handle situations ourselves. And we always have the ability to walk away. I promise. Now, uh, I'm losing, I, I, I'm going long and I, I, I'm getting into work. So anyways, I've been on an Earl Nightingale kick lately. And yesterday we talked more about one specific point in the strangest secret in the world. That was paying yourself 10%. Now, one key phrase that stood out to me and always does stand out to me is to be successful, we must be willing to pay the price. And that's what we're doing in this podcast, all around growth. We're, we're looking to improve our lives through personal growth and growth and development. And we're just looking to be successful people in whatever way we define success ourselves. Now, that price that we must pay is many things. And like I said yesterday, we talked about this a little bit. One, you become what you think about. And what Earl Nightingale says is, it's understanding emotionally as well as intellectually that we literally become what we think about that we must control our thoughts if we are to control our lives. It's understanding fully that as ye show, as ye show, as ye sow, so shall ye reap. Okay, and that's important because we get what we give. And if we are miserable, we create misery in our own lives. Two, remember the word imagination. Let your mind soar. Second, it's cutting away all fetters from the mind and permitting it to soar as it was divinely designed to do. It's the realization that your limitations are self-imposed and that the opportunities for you today are enormous beyond belief. It's rising above narrow-minded pettiness and prejudice. And three, courage. Concentrate on your goal every day. Thirdly, to use all your courage to force yourself to think positively on your own problem, to set a definite and clearly defined goal for yourself.
to let your marvelous mind think about your goal from all possible angles. And the fourth step was saving 10% of what you earned, and we talked about that yesterday. Now, ultimately, action is where it's at, and action is what's important, and all of these ideas are worthless unless we act upon them, okay? So, if we focus on the negative people in our lives, we become what we hate. I may have to wrap this up shortly because we've got some people walking towards my truck. I'm running a little late, although business hours don't technically open until eight. Uh, I usually get here a little earlier and subsequently uh, I am running a little bit late today. So if I have to cut this off short, I apologize. But um, I'm going to do my best to wrap up my thoughts here and conclude accordingly. Like I said, we become what we hate. And I think that it's important that these three points encourage us to dream of our potential. And I also want to say that we should not be limited by the idiots that surround us. We got to remember that we're better than them, but we are only better than them if we want to be. We got to remember that our limitations in life are self-imposed. Number three was about goals and to let our mind think about all of our goals from all angles. And thinking about the options that we have and the opportunity that we have is important because those options and opportunities are what allow us to diffuse the situations. Now, if I'm dealing with a difficult situation and I'm trying to de-escalate something with a family member or my girlfriend, oftentimes, I default to a 24-hour rule and ask them if this is urgent or important, and if it's not urgent, can we address it tomorrow? Because I find that I get so caught up in the moment that I lose myself, and I'm not always able to speak rationally because I'm overridden with emotion in the moment. Now, we can't always take this 24-hour rule at work, but it's always possible to say, excuse me, I need to use the restroom. And we can walk away and take a minute and diffuse the situation somehow. And even if we're faking taking a piss, we can say the serenity prayer and come back with just a little bit more of a clear mind and a little bit more rationale. Sometimes this may, especially in these environments that we work in, sometimes this may give us uh, the opportunity to be seen as a pussy by other people. So what? Get over it. We can't let the opinions of other people bother us. I have embraced being the pussy and the weirdo and the strange dude that does strange things. And that's okay. Because you know what? I'm not like 
the people that have those opinions of me. One of the things that Earl Nightingale says in The Strangest Secret in the World is the thing that challenges us the most is conformity. Listen to that. Go back and listen to The Strangest Secret in the World. There's so much good content in there. And ultimately, when it comes to the de-escalation of these stupid and difficult situations, we got to take the high road. It's not always easy, but more often than not, it's the most appropriate way. And if the particular situation that causes us so much pain and angst, like your job, for example, we got to find a way out. Like Dan Miller from the 48 Days Community says, what we're doing there is finding and creating work that facilitates a life that you love. Life isn't about work. Life is about life. And if you're not happy doing what you're doing to pay the bills, do something else. Get out of debt, create options for yourself, and find and create work that facilitates a life that you love. All right, that's it, guys. Hopefully, this show was of value to you. And if so, all I'd ask is that you share the show, find an episode that you like, share it with a friend and loved one, share it on social media, whatever. Go to the show notes, click to rate and review the podcast. And if you can't do that through Apple uh, Apple uh, Music or iTunes or whatever, just give it a rating on your podcast player of choice. Uh, there's also links to all of the episodes in the show notes as well. And if you have any questions or feedback, drop me a line at allaroundgrowth at gmail.com. But more importantly, and more specifically, the best way that you can engage with our small but awesome and vibrant community is through Telegram. Not all of the listeners are there, but a few of the diehard ones are. And it's awesome to see you guys there. It's awesome that you guys are involved. And I would just encourage you guys that aren't there to check it out. T.me slash allaroundgrowth. Great community. Come join us. Make it even better. Thanks, everybody. This is Rob Kaiser. And thank you.